0: Hello and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. From wherever you are listening from across the globe, we are back and we are celebrating Tottenham Hotspur's first Premier League win away of the season against West Ham and also a great start to Jose Mourinho's era in charge of the football club. Delighted to have back on this show with me, Jason McGovern. Joining myself and Jason, we're pleased to also be welcoming back to the show the writer of the Tottenham Hotspur annuals between 2008 to 2017. He also presents Sky Sports News, Sky Sports Transfer Talk, Good Morning Transfers, pleased to welcome back Michael Bridge to the last word on Spurs, and joining myself, Jason and Michael. We are also pleased to hand out a debut to Sean from Talking THFC. As we review Tottenham Hotspur finally getting that away win... And also look ahead to the Champions League tie to come against the Olympiacos on Tuesday. Jace, I'm going to start with you. Tottenham Hotspur have now won four in a row at the London Stadium. West Ham's longest winning run there is three. Jose Mourinho promised one thing when he decided to take charge of Tottenham, and that was passion. And we saw that, Jace, in every single Spurs player from that opening minute and the attacking intent we played with. You get a feeling that Jose will not allow a last 20 minutes like that. I do have to pick you up, Jace, on the point you made on our last show, which I know listeners are going to ask me. You suggested, Jace, that you would... Call for the resignation of Jose Mourinho. If you wasn't to see wonderful football, what is your response to what you saw at the weekend, Jace?
1: We saw wonderful football. It was the absolutely perfect 90 minutes for him in all sorts of ways, including the, the last 30 minutes. Because I thought he saw for 65 minutes what we can be and just what a good set of players we've got if we play attacking football. And then he saw in the last 25 minutes, through no fault of his own, I hasten to add, just how bad we can be if we don't play attacking football. So he, he got the perfect 90 minutes to see absolutely all the good and all the bad in Tottenham. And hopefully he saw, which is how he started the game. First minute at the opposition, playing football in the opposition half, Deli the Alley right up alongside Kane, trying to create, rather than being stuck on the halfway line, afraid to go forward. And, and that's all I want us to be. It was that perfect, perfect thing. People that said I'd be, I must be sitting there hating watching it, it was absolutely everything that I wanted to see Tottenham beat. So why would I hate it? I, and if we get that week in, week out, I will be absolutely overjoyed with, with, the, with the appointment, regardless of who wins a trophy. But that's what I want to see, and I want us to go to Old Trafford in two weeks' time and think the best way to beat Man United, as Sheffield United have shown today, to attack Man United and expose their flaws rather than sit there and be petrified of Martial and Rashford running behind us so we don't cross the halfway line. That's all I want to see. If he does that, I'm fully, fully, fully on board with him.
0: That's good to hear. Well, Jose Mourinho has already more wins as Tottenham Hotspur coach than Arsenal manager Unai Emery has had in the last month. He's got unbeaten in his first game in charge at each of his last eight clubs since losing his first ever competitive match as manager of Benfica back in September of 2000. Bridgie, it ended in a very messy way, but Spurs do finally have their first away Premier League victory since January. We have to remember that without VAR, that game could well have ended 3-3 and we all would have been fuming, but luckily we have one of the best in the world for sort of out defences. And if he can fix this, Mike,
2: is anything possible for this Tottenham side in the future? Really misleading score in the end, wasn't it? I mean, 90 plus six at the end, you know, West Ham, they always raise the game against Tottenham. It's a welcome win. A win's a win. Um... And you look at Mourinho, what he had to start with at Manchester United, and the squad he had. He, he must look at this squad now and think. you could just tell he's excited anyway. It, the way he was talking about the front three of Son, Kane, and Lucas, and all three scored, which is a real positive. And we'll see how he adapts. We'll see how he looks at the defence. You know, there was talk a few years ago that he told the Manchester United players to you know pay a particular attention to Davinson Sanchez because he's not particularly great on the ball. So we'll see how that happens. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how, where Eric Dier ends up playing. But after such a, a crazy last few days, a first Premier League win. Yes, West Ham weren't great. Still a London derby. Still a game West Ham fans love to win more than any. They've got that win. And what I loved about Mourinho talking to Spurs TV uh, last night, straight away at the end, his last few words, let's go for Tuesday, come on. Like, it's like West Ham's done now. Let's keep going. I really, I, and I liked, I liked what he said.
1: I think we should also say that it was fantastic for the away supporters. To finally after what 11 months of not beating a, a current Premier League side away and and people like our own Chris that go week in week out for 11 months haven't had that winning feeling it was fantastic way for them to have a day regardless of the star we've got at I'm sure they wouldn't have been bothered. But after 11 months, long, hard months on the road, I felt really pleased for those that were in the stadium, that's for sure.
0: Coming over to you, Sean, if Mourinho didn't know what he was dealing with beforehand, he certainly should do now. That is Tottenham, isn't it, that last 20 minutes or so? But it does sound far too simplistic to say, Sean, that if Jose can sort out that defence... That front four will always score and make goals. Three of them scoring with Delhi instrumental two. It's not like we're two up top. We just have a leaky defence. And you bet your money that Jose will end up fixing that in time, won't he?
3: Yeah, um, for sure. And, and as the, the lads have said, I think we, we were excellent for an hour. Um, and in my opinion, probably the best we've been for, for quite a while. Um, we were moving the ball faster. We had a bit of bite to us that we haven't had before. Um, and then we just we just ran out of steam, I think. Mikel Antonio was excellent when he came on. He looked really sharp. He deserved his goal. Scoreline probably would have stayed 3-0, sorry, without his influence. Um, but going back to what Jose said, most of our senior squad have been on, on international duty all over the place. And I think that showed. Danson Sanchez, for example, he played a full 90 in New Jersey on Wednesday. Uh, and I think fatigue just crept in. And if West Ham had had another 10 on another day, maybe they would have had an equaliser. Um, that you know They didn't deserve it in the grand scheme of things. Mine, but... That was largely down to them just not wanting to be there. But overall, you know, a really promising start. Um, it was as much us getting to see a bit of Jose as it was Jose getting to see a bit of us. Um, and he alluded to that in his post-match interviews. Um, he'd been in and around these players for about 72 hours, realistically. Uh, and as mental as it may sound, conceding twice might be a good thing in the long run. And it highlights um, how fragile defense is. And that's something, as you say, you can certainly improve on.
0: Stunning Spurs says first away win since January is fantastic to get. Deli Ali was brilliant, however, we clearly still have issues defending that need resolved. As Jose said to Sonny, we got the three points. Mark Butcher at mark B3381 says, Great to win away. Finally, positives up to 70 minutes. Negatives surely is the defence that he needs to work on, but he has only had a few days into the job, and the players also seem to have come back really, really happy. Now, what I do want to pick up on, chaps, is the starting 11 to that game, because as we know, the team who's broke before the game. Tottenham Hotspur head coach Jose Mourinho recalled Toby Adeverold, Eric Dyer, and Harry Winks for his first game in charge. Harry Kane led the line with Humminson, Jurian Chelsea actually on the bench for this one, while Tungy and Ndombele fouled a late fitness test, Mourinho picking Sanchez, and there are encouraging signs too for Dyer and Lucas. It should be underlined, though, that is a Champions League game to come on Tuesday, so that isn't necessarily the best 11 we saw on Saturday against West Ham. But, Jason, when that team lose did break, what did you make of it? It probably was,
1: actually. in, in few other, A couple of the, the players we got injured as well, so and Ndombele wasn't available, was he? Um, we might have been, I suppose, a bit surprised that Sonny plays because usually when he has the the long flight back, he, he sometimes sits on the bench, doesn't he? But I think, I think for his first game, and particularly when you haven't won away for so long and you you go into a game 14th, I think he wanted to pick what he he thought was his best team for that fixture. There was any thought of uh, Olympiakos in his mind when he when he made that choice and. You know, let's be fair, there were the players in that side that a lot of our fans have completely written off. Players like Winks, like Dyer, Ben Davis. So, you know, it shows you those players can make a, make a big contribution. And um, I wasn't surprised to see Ben Davis play at all. And I think, you know, let's be fair, I think Jose's sides, whatever Jose's sides are picked, they will usually always have, and and I don't mind that, but a genuine defensive midfielder in the place and so I think I think I said on the Thursday I'm sure we'll see Eric Dyer come in and he'll, he's got what six six weeks to see if Eric Dyer is really up to the job before he can make a decision on on whether Eric Dyer is the right man for that role but you know I'm not surprised that he wants to give Eric Dyer the maximum amount of chance to to make that position his own.
3: Mike,
0: Mourinho spoke about Ericsson's situation ahead of the game. and He said, our future is very important. I need to understand what's in Christian's mind or heart, and we have to make the right decision for the club. He did start on the bench. What do you think the long-term future does hold for Christian Ericsson at the football club?
2: I just love the way he spoke about it, Mourinho. I like the way he spoke about Kane saying it'd be impossible for anyone to sign him. Just this winner's mentality straight away. Um, I think fans are getting pretty sick of it now. They want to see Spurs move forward. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a few out of the three would want to stay now. Maybe Toby um out, out of all of them, seems to be maybe one who could maybe consider staying, if Spurs wanted him to, of course. I just wanted to go back on what we were just saying though on, on Ndombele and, and Mourinho. Ndombele going on French international duty is unacceptable. He had a groin injury. He came off against Sheffield United and any other top, top club would have pulled that player out. It's irrelevant that Ndombele didn't play for France off the back of that. He should have stayed at Hotspur way and in Spurs' terms, continued with his rehabilitation. And that's the sort of thing I'd, I'd like to see Mourinho stamp out. And I think he will because, we, you know, OK, Spurs won. Brilliant. But we've lost another a player there, a record signing. It's getting a bit too much of him. Too many little niggles. And I was absolutely astounded when Spurs didn't, um, he wasn't pulled out of the international side. Going back on Winks, um, people call him a bit of a side by player, a bit of a windscreen wiper pass. Interesting to see how he. I think he got he's been thrown under a bus a little bit this season, particularly the Bayern Munich game. He, he seems to be the only playing sort of in a holding role. He's not even a holding midfielder, and you see him for England. Okay, England, we're not sure about the opposition, but pushed into a more advanced role, which I've been begging for Winks to do. Push that ball forward, keep running with the ball. It'd be. I'm really interested to see how he develops under Mourinho, maybe in a more advanced role. And then we talk about positions from yesterday. Ben Davis, he was more of, it was more of a three at the back with Davis. He, he was sort of playing in two positions, whereas he, Mourinho probably had told Aurier to sort of like bomb down the wing. And, I, and let's be fair to Aurier, it was actually quite a good game of his against West Ham. Davis, to me, had more of a defensive role, and I thought he did that really well. Going back to Ericsson, this really does need to get sorted in the next few weeks. Just because he was on the bench against West Ham doesn't mean he'll be on the bench against Olympiacos because there's no doubt a manager like Mourinho would love to sort Ericsson out. Because if Ericsson was sorted out, then obviously Spurs are still a great player. But of course, it's getting to the point of toxic now. You know, even fans who were still defending him in the first few weeks of the season, some have had enough and you can understand why. What's your gut telling you, Mike? Do you know what, Rick? I, on, the, on this one, I really, really don't know. It, it just depends what, what clubs are really going for him. Are some clubs just waiting to, to bite the bullet when, he, when he's available on a free? I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. All I'd say is is that I'm sure a lot of the players, not just the ones out of contract, you know, want to hear a different voice, um, You know, probably need a bit of a fresh start. That fresh start could be at the same club, but under a completely different manager, a completely different coaching staff. Let, let's have that as well. Five new coaches came in on Wednesday and there might be another direct, there might be a director of football coming in soon as well. So it's all a wait and see. But the, the Tonga, I'm sure the Tonga doesn't want to leave anytime soon. Toby, as I say, looked over the moon on Saturday. He did. Yeah. If, if you can get Ericsson to stay as well, would, would fans want him to stay? I'm sure there's some fans who'd be tweeting saying, no, I want him gone now. His attitude stinks, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's fair enough. But if Mourinho can get him sorted and get the best out of him, it'll be interesting. I do appreciate, though, some fans do feel that he's let Spurs down a little bit by his, say attitude might be the wrong word on the pitch. But of course, we've all seen it. He's not been himself.
0: No, very true. Jonathan Webber says, why is Ericsson coming on? I think he's done. Put on the Chelsea instead. Actually plays defence instead of throwing his leg out there. Well, Sean, question here. We want to get your thoughts on from THFCB who says, how do you think Jose's arrival will affect Toby, Yan, and Ericsson's contract situations and future at the club?
3: Mike said, it's, it's a tricky one, really. Um, and I have to agree. I, I think this could be, um, particularly for Jan and Toby, a, a new start, a new lease of life for them. I think um, Toby has always been one to be quite passionate in these big derbies. And uh, I think potentially we saw the most passionate um, display from him we've seen in any of them, Um on Saturday. He looked over the moon to see Kane's third one going, um, and the same can be said about Yano. Uh, about he's been here seven years now. Um, he, he loves the club. He's a great relationship with the fans. Um, so it could be a new lease of life for them. I don't see any way back for Christian Eriksen now, um, as sad as it is. I think it was no surprise to see that when he came on, our intensity dropped, our tempo changed. Um, he's just not putting in the performances that we need. Um, and, and in short, he's letting us down. He's letting us down with his display so far. So, um, I, I think for the two of them, it could mean new contracts, a new start. Uh, but for Ericsson, I don't see any way back now. Um, and I think he's shooting himself in the foot a little bit. He's, he's not going to get the big move he wants if he continues the form he's currently on. Admittedly, he's shown enough in the last two, three years to to warrant a big move, um, no doubt. But on the basis of, of this form alone, no one's going to sign him mid-season on the form he's on. So, um, I think if, if he wants that big move, he's got to buck up his ideas. Um, but otherwise, I, I just cannot see a way back for him now. I, I think he's done at the football club. And sticking with you, Sean, Kane had the ball in the net within three minutes, but he was flagged offside. But that was
0: indicative to Spurs' fast start to that game. But then soon after, Hoon Son smashed the ball into the corner and Jose Mourinho had his first goal as a Spurs head coach. What did you make of that fast start to the game and us taking the lead, Sean?
3: It, it was so much more like it, wasn't it? I mean, it, that we had that intensity and a bit of bite about us. We were we were nasty and we were we were gruelling and we were going for stuff. And, um, I, you know, I was really impressed, particularly with, with Kane and Ali. I thought they looked um, the sharpest they have been, um, which is surprising, particularly for Harry's sake, in that he'd played for England um, twice over the international break. But um, I, I think the more interesting stuff, especially about Kane, who, who's not the the battering ram striker in the mould of Drogba or Lukaku that the Mourinho's had before. Um, but that that could change and that could be assessed over time. I think um, the uh, the little um, scuffle with Snodgrass showed that he perhaps has got a bit of a nasty side to him that we haven't seen before. And um, I'd be amazed if, if Jose didn't have that influence on him. So um, it, it was much more like it. And hopefully um, he can turn some of our already fantastic players into the... Uh, the slightly nastier, grittier versions of themselves that can go and win trophies.
0: I agree with that one. And Jace Hummin Son has now scored more goals than any other Spurs player in all competitions during the year of 2019. He finished low into the corner after he was played in by Deli Ali, who looked bright and creative at that time in the game and throughout. What did you make of Sonny smashing us in front, Jace? The
1: answer, the one on Kane quickly, was, you know, when he talked in the week about Deli and Deli's brother, I thought it was Diego Costa's brother that was at that. <laughs> You know, it reminded me of Diego Costa, except with that, that last bit of extra quality. And I, I, I loved the that foul in the first half where he, he barged over Diop and dragged him down by the arm and ended up getting the free kick and Diop booked. I thought that was, that was pure Diego Costa. But no, Sonny, Sonny, a big start for him. As I said, was, I was perhaps a little bit surprised to see him start, but uh, we all know that Sonny has that quality. We know he's got it with right foot or left foot. And um, he's just a fantastic little player for us, isn't he? And uh, hopefully Lucas Mora can look at Sonny and be, the, be another human son that, that doesn't just score goals, but assists goals and makes goals and has that, that contribution all round. Because if you get them both firing that way, that's one hell of a side to look forward to.
0: It is. a Mike, a clinical goal as he got himself one-on-one via the defender on the left side of the box, produced a couple of stepovers and shifted it onto the left before firing it into the bottom corner. What have you made of that relationship between Sonny and Mourinho? We saw Spurs put out a, a tweet during the week of them hugging. You've got to keep him happy, haven't you? He's a big player for this football club, isn't he, Mike?
2: <laughs> like I said before, you know, Rick, you know, Mourinho has had plenty of offers, but when the Spurs one came up, he looks at that squad no wonder Mourinho was smiling all day yesterday. He's got a really <laughs> good squad to work with. They're re- they'll be reinvigorated. And Son is probably one of the first players you think, oh, I'm managing him now. Everyone says to me, he's one of the most overrated players in the league. He's not. because oh, everyone likes They are mad, Mike, aren't they? He's fantastic. Mate? He's a brilliant guy. Yeah, and he's a great guy as well. But he's fantastic. The first guy I thought was lovely. And also, they love—they always give him a bit, a bit of stick there. But take it as a compliment, Sonny, because you're so damn good. Um, <laughs> he's an absolute credit to have at the football club. He really is. I, I absolutely love him to bits. Um, and really, I would, would love to work with him. And this is like, we've all, I'm sure we can all agree on this. You know, Spurs going forward, when they're all being reinv- reinvigorated, if he can work on that defence, then he's got that solid foundation again. You know, looking at the likes of Eric Dyer. I mean, you know, Dyer's. This, He's starting his season again, really, isn't he? I mean, he looks like he could maybe lose a couple of pounds If I'm being a little bit harsh, but that's totally to be expected. He hasn't really got going yet. But we've, al- we've always known that Mourinho's like Dyer. It's funny because Mourinho, in one of his presses or interviews, I can't remember, it's been such a long week, but he said that, I've tried to buy half of this squad. Remember this, everyone. I've tried to buy it. <laughs> so true. And, 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 and then when I'm thinking about the names, I'm thinking Dyer. I'm thinking Toby de I'm thinking Lucas Moura back in his Real Madrid days. Now he's got them. So all this about wanting to make a load of changes in January when things weren't going well a few weeks ago. We might even be talking about only one or two now because we could be getting the best out of players who have needed to kick up the backside. It's interesting you say that, Mike, because Sean, just on
0: Eric Dyer, he contested 16 aerial duels against West Ham. Won nine of them, the most by any Spurs player in the Premier League this season. Has Jose Munoz already found his secret weapon? Because after the game, I'm sure, which you're aware of, Sean, he already came out and said, this is Eric Dyer." that he's thrilled by the appointment of Jose because for him, it's very special to be able to play for him. He's a big fan, isn't he, of, his, of this guy?
3: He is, yeah. And as I say, it's a, it's a two-way thing. You know, he's um, he's always wanted Dyer, and Dyer has, um, has been a long-term admirer of his. So... um, I I I've got to disagree somewhat. I think um, I think if Ndombélé was fit on another day, he would have started. Um, I think the investment the club have, have put in for Ndombélé will mean that in the long term he will he will have a longer Spurs career than Dyer will. Um, so I, I think that the earlier they can get Tonga in and, and, and back in that team, the, the better. Um, but I think we've got a fantastic alternative in Dier. Um You know, if you're if you want a squad that's going to compete for. Premier leagues and Champions leagues, and admittedly that the you know the the former we aren't going to go for this season. But um, you need players that can be versatile and that can, can can fill in when when need be. And Eric has certainly shown a determination to be that. Um, he had the highest share of possession on the pitch, which I found um, the most surprising stat of the weekend. Um, but yeah, not not knocking his performance at all, and not knocking his his role within the squad. Um, I very much see that role as being in Don Belays, but um, what a fantastic alternative and, and replacement we have when, uh, when the Frenchman's not available.
0: I agree. And Jace, let's get your thoughts on Eric Dyer and also Ryan Fredericks said what looked like a, a red car changing Hummin Son, which only received a yellow. Thoughts on both those, Jace?
1: On Dyer, I said, you know, he just needs to, to settle, be given one one role to do. I think he'll, he'll benefit if he can have genuinely have just one player alongside him like he, he had in the Moussa Dembele days rather than, one week winks, one week and Dombalay, one week to Soko. This person runs forward. This one doesn't run forward. So I think you know when when we get a settled side and we we know what the pattern of play is and he knows his exact role in the team and can just focus on that. Well, we might well start to get the, the Eric Dyer of two or three years ago back, and and also he needs to get that that fitness back. But um, the jury's out on Eric Dyer. I, I I think I'm I'm certain as you know. Rick, you know I've never written Eric Dyer off. I've just always felt that over the past year, eighteen months, it's been difficult for him for a whole number of reasons. Hopefully, all of those reasons disappear, and it's it's all clear for him, and we can go back to to what he had when he was straight alongside Moussa Dembélé. And the following season, he played in a back three, and and he didn't fiddle about, and the back three was settled. And the year he was with Dembélé, he was with Dembélé. So you know that that's what I think Eric Dyer needs. The sending off. I don't know. I can understand why a referee didn't do it. And, and under the VAR rules, you know, unless it looks a really horrendous error, you know, had he been shown red, he might have been. I, wasn't, I, I didn't sit there infuriated that the bloke hadn't got a red card, put it that way, that's for sure.
0: OK, interesting. Mike, Lucas Mora justified his selection of a goal, but it must be said that move was all about Dele Alli. And how, I mean, ask myself how, Mike, even today, how did he keep that ball in play? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the best bit about it was if you watch it again, you hear the West Ham go, fans go, Ree! they think he's <laughs> fallen on his backside and he's, had a, he's, had a, he's made a mistake. But uh, yeah, fantastic. You know, I said on Sky on Wednesday live, you know, this is Jose 2.0. We could have Delhi 2.0, you know. It's true. People forget, people forget that he came onto the scene with an incredible goal-scoring record. I think it was better than Gerrard and Lampard combined for the first two seasons. Had a bit of a drop. And people forget, these players are also human beings. They go through a lot in their lives. They go through a lot of changes. He's gone from a young lad, not the best you know, few years of growing up as a child. And then all of a sudden, he's at a London club who are going for the Premier League title. And all of a sudden, people judge him really quickly. I really think he's got a manager now who he'll, like, like Maurizio, but this guy he's going to look up to and listen to. And I think it's only going to benefit him. It, you know, looking at listening to Jose afterwards, he says you, he said it's just not possible that Delhi does not play for England. It's ridiculous, you know. But it's probably doing him the world of good at the moment. And no international football now for the next few months, which is good for many of these players. They don't have to go away. You know, Son doesn't captain an un, a nation ranked 385th in the world, and he's the captain. He plays 180 minutes. All these players will be here now until March, and I think that's a real positive. And Delhi. Like no other, he might be pushed forward a little bit in a more advanced role. But it's real key now. We've got this, we've got all these players going into the Christmas period, and I suppose usually do pretty well over Christmas. And if they can all stay fit, I'm really excited over the next few weeks, and Delhi Alley in particular.
0: Degree, we're going to bring it on to that Ali in a bit more detail shortly, but Mike just want to get your thoughts really on Lucas Mora because you mentioned earlier in the show that it's no secret Mourinho had tried to sign Mora previously when he was at Real Madrid. Is he a Mourinho player, Lucas Mora, or is he too much of a luxury
2: potentially in the long term? What do you think? It's hard for Lucas because I hear a couple of people say he's, he's more of a super sub, he's more of an impact player, yes. I can understand those. I can understand it because there's been many times where I don't feel he's really fit into the side. But I think with any player, they have an opportunity. They all start on zero to show the manager what they can do. And going back to a post-match interview with Mourinho, he said they worked with Lucas in the week because obviously players are still coming back. And he did exactly what they asked him to do. Now, Jose will remember Lucas giving Manchester United a torrid time as Jose was the manager there last August. True. Yep. And I said to colleagues that Lucas could be Tottenham's Mo Salah. And unfortunately it didn't really materialise, take away the memorable hat trick at Ajax. But that burst of pace and he's fin- he finishes well, Lucas. I still would like to see a lot more from him. And I don't look at I don't say that as a criticism. I say that as someone who I really like at the football club and someone I really want to do well. But is he a Mourinho player? Who knows who is? Mourinho will change himself as well. He's got a new backroom staff for him to change as well. Football's changed, you know. So, as I say, everyone starts on zero and the likes of Lucas should embrace that.
0: Interesting. Sean, let's get your thoughts on Lucas Moura. I mean, he scored that second goal. We seemed elated in this celebration. I mean, there has been a few tweets from Lucas during the week. You feel he may be one of those players that may have needed that managerial change. He wasn't seeing much time under Maurizio Pochettino. What do you think the future does hold for Lucas Moura at Tottenham Hotspur?
3: Um, it's a tricky one, as Mark says. It's um, you know he, he does get a lot of criticism, and in that he can be a bit of a super sub. Um, I think he's had a difficult season, admittedly, but um, when the chances have, have come to him and, and when Poch was giving him game time, he wasn't really doing anything with it. Um, I think the only only real evidence to show that he can be that impact sub was was Brighton away when he hit the post almost immediately. Um, but he hadn't done enough for me, to be honest, this season. And, and the, although he wasn't getting starts and wasn't getting regular game time, he wasn't doing much with the minutes he was getting. Um, but we saw Saturday was, was a new Mora, and, uh, and instantly he, um, he had an impact. He, uh, he got his goal. Um, and as we say, we know Mourinho's a big fan of him, um, but only time will tell. I mean, if, if he can maintain this form uh, and continue in the vein he did uh, you know, last season at the start with those goals at Old Trafford um, and against Fulham, if he can continue that, great. Um, but he needs to put the work in now. He needs to prove that he needs to be a starter uh, and not just a bit part bench player. Before we talk about Deli Alli,
0: Jace, just get your thoughts on Lucas Moura. I know you've had reservations when we spoke off air about what his long-term future holds, but this is a player that, as Mike has mentioned, and it's no secret, Jose Mourinho has tried to sign this player for several different clubs on several different occasions. What does it tell you long-term about him?
1: I watched yesterday's game and I thought all the real neat triangular passing and the real neat combinations in tight areas were still all Son, Kane and Alli, and that, you know the the biggest two Lucas things were getting on the end of Sonny's cross, and then the, the break in the second half when when that's pure Lucas Mora's moment, isn't it? The the little one twos around the box, how, how we opened them up for for Kane's disallowed goal, how we scored the first goal, and things. None of that revolved around Lucas, and that's always my worry with Lucas. And it's not just him to blame for that. You know, maybe Kane, Ali, Son have that. That understanding of each other 's game because they've played with each other so long, so they know the run that all three of them are going to make, they know the timing of the pass and and perhaps because Lucas is in and out in and out in and out, he still hasn 't been able to to get that understanding i think more uh, I think Jose will look at him and think, "What will he give me when we haven 't got the ball as well let 's be fair, that is a big part of jose 's game, and then probably the other defining thing is is. When Mourinho has genuinely got his side as he wants it to be, because obviously Saturday isn't isn't the side that he genuinely I would think wants at the moment. If he, for instance, was to say, "I actually fancy in the long run we're playing four three 3 who would your front three be out of Ali, Son, Kane, and Mora? Which one would you? Which one would you leave out? If you're picking Mora, then you're leaving Sonny out, and that's what I said. I think if if Lucas Mora can be more than just because let's be fair. The, the impact Lucas Moura has had with us have all been scoring goals. But you see Sonny yesterday, he makes one and he scores one. And that's, that's the difference. So if you, if you were forced to pick between the two players, at the moment, despite the hat-trick in Ajax, reality is you're still really going to pick Sonny. So, you know, it's up to Lucas Mora to, to give more than he does, perhaps on his bad days. You know, his good days, we know, are fantastic. It's when he doesn't have the good day you know, he has absolutely no impact and, and disappears in games and ends up spending most of the game running down a blind alley. That's the part that I'm sure Jose will say we need more from you. And let's be honest, we do need more from him in that respect.
0: Yeah, we do. Well, we are going to go for a very quick break, and when we return, we are going to be talking about the delightful Delhi Alley, Captain Harry Kane scoring, dodgy defences, and also looking ahead to Olympiakos to come this Tuesday. Don't you go anywhere. We are going to be back after this very short break. Bridgie, you were speaking about him before the break, but now to focus purely on Deli Alley because we heard Jose Mourinho after the game say about that skill. Firstly, it was just in front of me. It was amazing. But what is for more me amazing is the mental thing in relation to do that. You only do that if you are focused, committed and ultra confident. I think, as we know, Mike, and true fans know, the real Delhi never seemed to went away. You know, people jumped on the ridiculous narrative that maybe it was time for him to maybe leave the club and he was out of form. But we all knew, Mike, he's been suffering from a lot of injuries. He was playing more of a withdrawn role. The quality's always been there. And you just get this feeling that, similar to where Mourinho had Lampard at Chelsea, this is now the manager to take Delhi onto that elite level.
2: I think, Rick, what I said about him just... Before, I think people need to cut him some slack and remember how young he is. Actually, they had that bad a season already this season. As he, scored against, he scored against Watford, scored a very good goal against Everton. The whole squad has been flat. And, you know, all players have, should be playing a lot better. They, they've got this opportunity now. It's, it's a fresh new start. He could be playing a different role under Jose. It's so wait and see job. But given Jose it always seems to be mentioning how much he's looking forward to working with the likes of Deli Alley, that's only going to make him feel 10 foot tall. So, I'm really excited to see just how Delhi Ali is going to be in his in his side, who I expect to go on a decent run of form. And Sean, Ali
0: made more tackles than any other Spurs player against West Ham. Played a huge part in the first two goals, and it definitely wasn't his brother at the London Stadium, was it?
3: <laughs> no, no, you're right there. Um, no, that, I, I, I think as the, the lads have alluded to, I think this could be um, this could be such a brilliant thing for Delhi Ali having Jose in. Um, it was great to see that little uh, that conversation in training in the week, as you say that little line there from Jose. Um I, I think it's gonna be a great season for him. It was his first assist of the season. Um, it's starting to see the real Delhi Alley back again. Um and I think I think it could be a good relationship. And we we've seen that um he he's had similar players in the past that he's he's turned on and he can uh, he can really revamp their careers. And I think he'll be one of them. Um it was a great start. I, I, I disagree slightly in that I don't think this is suddenly, um, you know, this wasn't the first game we'd seen Ali um, suddenly back in form. I it's think um, yep, the, the Watford home game um, particularly was, was fantastic. And I think he's been one of our better players in the last few weeks, if true for told. I mean, that's not not necessarily a hard thing to do, but um, I think he's been fantastic this season. Um, but hopefully this could be the uh, the kick up the backside to really push on and, uh, and do some great things. Yeah, I mean, Jace, Ali must get much of that credit for brilliantly
0: keeping the ball in play while on the ground and on the left touchdown and some for that second goal but again to pick up on what Rino said afterwards Jay, he said I think Deli was like the team brilliant for 60 to 65 minutes and he paid the price also for the tiredness so he went down a little I think it was the old Dele the Deli of a couple of years ago he did everything I asked and I spent some time with him and we said the best Deli has to come back is this the man to bring him back Jase?
1: Certainly based on on Saturday it was wasn't it because I thought it was was uh, was quite some distance his best performance of the season. I know we've seen signs of him coming back with his goal at Everton and his goal at Watford, but there's still been bits of those performances where where he wasn't at it, and maybe that's because, like I say, he has played a bit deeper of late. I think was was part of the reason Delhi was was looking back to his old self was because he was playing that that much further up the pitch, as as we all know, is in Delhi's best role. So if Deli continues to play in that position I think you'll see the best of Deli, and hopefully Jose will let him play in that position and not start to ask him to come deep
0: yeah no, you're right and Ali also recorded his first Premier League assist of the season in that game now just on Harry Kane JC got in on the act heading in Spurs third from Serge aurea's pinpoint cross moments after Lucas fired wide from a great position but it was a great cross for Serge aurea
1: he's got a clean slate hasn't he but there was a couple of times I think yesterday where he didn't cost us a goal, and he wasn't a liability yesterday. But I bet there's there's things that if you actually look back at the rerun, some of his positional play there was there was one scene, for instance, when he he was alongside Felipe Anderson, who let's be fair, on Felipe Anderson's day he can be a good player. He wasn't yesterday, but he can be. And if you look at him, he just completely wandered away from him for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And it's those little bit I'm sure Jose will look at him and think. You know, you didn't cost us a goal yesterday, but if you played like that next week or in two weeks when it's Rashford rather than Felipe Anderson against you, we're in massive trouble. So, you know, hopefully he can sort him out. But I think we all know probably that Serge is so far far gone in his mind that it's it's going to be a a big challenge for him. And I think he famously gave up. Who was the player he gave up on? Wasn't it Balotelli when he said, you know what, he's unmanageable? And he might find that's the case with... uh, with Sergio in a week's
0: time. OK, interesting. I have to keep an eye on that one because he had a great performance, I thought, Ori. I think he played really, really well. Bridget, bringing it on to Harry Kane. He's now scored 29 goals in 46 Premier League London derbies. Only Thierry Henry, Teddy Sheringham and Frank Lampard have netted more in such games. But there he is, leading by example, what we wanted, isn't it?
2: He's going to break England records, Tottenham records, everything. The only thing that would stop him is more anchorage, let's keep our fingers crossed. He is just a credit to the club. For me, in my eyes, should be now the permanent captain. Love him, love him, love him.
0: Mike, how big do you think it is? I think you've had him on Sky also in the last week or so. With that appointment, he talks about he's hungry for trophies. This is a man that you feel... It almost guarantees his future for another couple of years at least, doesn't it? Having Jose Mourinho, a man that's proven serial track record, whatever country he's won trophies. Does this feel for Harry now, the opportunity to really seize upon a world-class coach that's been there, done it and learn from him?
2: You'd hope so. Look, nothing lasts forever. So I think everyone needs to enjoy it while it lasts. Mourinho's not going to be at Spurs probably for five, six, seven years, right? If it's two or three years, if it's a su- successful two or three years, every fan will take it. I'm sick to death of the trophies. People talk about the trophies are either or, or. Should be going for both every single year. Spurs need to start winning things. And the likes of Harry Kane needs to start winning things as well. He doesn't want to retire and say, yeah, I came fourth a few times, I came third three times. He wants to win things. And this is just the kind of manager to get him winning things. Uh, he had a mixed time at Manchester United, Jose Mourinho, but he didn't get. He, he's absolutely right. He didn't get enough credit for his time at Manchester United, finishing second in his first season. Community Shield, okay, glorified friendly, but League Cup, a very tough Europa League campaign. So let's win some trophies for these players. I agree with and that for and- us. And for us,
0: right, right, said there, Bridgie, and Sean Kane is now the third all-time leading Spurs goal scorer in our history of 175 goals in all competitions. He's going to keep, as Mike said, smashing those records, isn't he, Sean?
3: I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think that, that, that's that been my one big worry about this season, um, is that the, 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 the poor league form and, and the, the struggles we've had so far, my big concern is that he might be the casualty of news if we miss out on top four. If we go out without another trophy, this could be the year he says goodbye because he has to go and win those trophies. Um, I mean, as much as I know that the personal accolades are big to him, and particularly the England ones and and the Premier League ones, he'll be 27 next summer, uh, and I, he's got he's going to get to a stage where he's just got to win trophies. Um, hopefully, uh, we pick up one this season, and when we suddenly turn things around, and and he wants to stay, but um, I hope he can, can, you know, can continue to do that at Tottenham. Um, but as I say, I don't know how much damage has been done in terms of league form so far. I don't know if his head has, has begun to turn already. I'd hope not. Um, I hope that he uh, he wants to stick with this this new project and this new era. Um, but long may it continue. And I think he'll have um, his eyes set on uh, Bobby Smith's two hundred eight. You would imagine, though, no, Sean. Just back to your point
0: there on Kane. If he was looking to leave now with the appointment of Mourinho, a man as we've just. You know, made that point. He's won trophies wherever he's been. He's got the ability to get the best out of top players. He's worked with the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's worked with some of the best players in the world. With the likes of Deli, Son, Kane, all these guys must be thinking now is the time to be at Tottenham. That new stadium, the, the training ground, this head coach. Why would you want to leave now? You've got one of the most successful managers in world football now employed at the football club. Now is the time to stay and win those trophies with this football club, isn't
3: it? A lot of positive factors on, on one side of the list. I think if we miss out on top four this year, that that could be a, a, enough to, um, to send him elsewhere. I think um, a player of Harry Kane's calibre should not be in the Europa League and he shouldn't be out of Europe entirely. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a long season to go, but um, I think if he's without European football or at least elite European football, um, uh, that could be a bit of a concern for him. Um, but as we say, you know, he, he seems to be fully embracing the new era. Um, he covered the most ground of any of the Spurs players on Saturday, almost 11 kilometres, uh, which is, is quite something. Um, so he he seems to be embracing it and, and seems to be going into it with a positive attitude. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the season pans out. But um, as, as we know, he's a Tottenham boy. And um, if we can turn it around under Mourinho, hopefully that's enough to convince him to stay.
0: Yeah, whilst you mentioned there about covering more than any other Tottenham player against West Ham, Jace, also Kane made the joint most amount of fouls conceded for, and that was the most he's ever in his entire Premier League history. And it brings a question here that Reggie sent in on Harry Kane. And that question is... Reggie Moore, at Moore underscore Reggie says, was Kane a reflection of Jose on the pitch? Hungry, motivated and a little nasty... Also, does Jose fix the familiar lack of focus in the last minutes of the games? We'll come on to that, that point later. But just on Kane itself, was he a reflection of the manager? And also, did you see a more of a Diego Costa kind of side to Harry Kane in that one, Jace? Well,
1: that's exactly what I said earlier, wasn't it? It was Diego Costa's brother out there. Um, I think probably Harry Kane's probably, away from Tottenham, almost the most disliked player in the country, which is quite ridiculous. I hope by the end of the season he's the most hated and despised player in the country because if he is then he's had one hell of a season and he has really ruffled some feathers hasn't he then so uh, yes do absolutely yesterday got his goal led the line well was was the was the harry kane and and I tell you what you know in, in terms of the the sacking and yesterday told you that we were absolutely right to to make that change because look at the desire they had and then look at Kane yesterday and look at Kane v Sheffield United.
0: Correct. And that yep. will
1: tell you that it wasn't just the wantaways that had become a problem. It was was Kane. And, I, you know, what, when he was talking earlier about for, for next season, I think Jose's probably had the, the conversations with Daniel that you can't sell Harry Kane. Whatever you do, don't sell him from me, regardless of whether we're in the top four or not. And he's probably been given an assurance that we won't. And I think, you know, even if we did miss out on the top four, I think... There'll be enough work done with Kane behind the scenes by by Levy and by Jose to say to him, look, that's the plan for next year. And then, you know, you'll get to the end of the season and perhaps we're fifth. But if we get the, these are the players we're going for, this is a new project. So yes, you're at the same club, but this is the new project. This is the man that we've brought in to take us to that next level. We're not just looking at winning a League Cup. We are trying to go to the next level. It is a completely different project now. And it may well be that he will say, yep, I understand that. And, you know, the project here now genuinely is as good as the project will be anywhere else. We're not just trying to be a top four side. So, you know, I think there'll be a hell of a lot of work done. And I, I have no, you know, for the first time this season, I can genuinely see Kane being there next year without any problem at all.
0: Now, Jace, we saw Antonio sent Adderfield the wrong way and fire home a low finish to bring West Ham back into this game. No clean sheet for us, but a question here for you. Minty Bloke at Minty Bloke says, should Jose have parked the bus at 3-0 up or carry on playing the Spurs way, as you always proclaim, Jace?
1: When we were playing the Spurs way, we were 3-0 up. And then as soon as we stopped playing the Spurs way, we conceded a couple, didn't we? So there's there's your answer. A lot of what he said was right. I think, you know, subconsciously, when you've gone that, that long without an away win and you start to see the finishing line... You know, players sometimes subconsciously do things. They think we've got, we've got what we want, and you, you, you know, you see it every week with with so many clubs, don't you? Going into the last last ten minutes, almost the human nature takes over, and you think it's time to to sit deeper. And you can sometimes you'll see managers waving players up the pitch, but still that psychology amongst the players on it is let's let's keep what we've held. So you know, I, I don't think Jose was trying to park the bus at at sixty five minutes at all. And oh, I mean. <laughs> When we were attacking West Ham and exposing their flaws, we were them up at will. And the moment we stopped doing it, we invited West Ham to be able to expose ours. So, you know, just keep exposing the flaws in other teams and, and that's all you've got to do.
0: Bridgie, it would have been Spurs' first clean sheet in the league since the 4-0 win over Crystal Palace in September. Is that a concern for you? And also a question in here from Joel at Coo Joel, who says, can Mourinho be a difference to Tottenham to stop them from being Spurs' West Ham team could have easily have been one more game lost from a
2: winning position? Does that worry you? Well, Spursy, well, it would be certainly Spursy if Mourinho joined Spurs without winning anything. Have you seen his trophy record? when he joined the club on Wednesday, I completely forgot just how many things he has won in his career. It's astounding. So I really hope it continues. Um, I, I didn't like the, that he finished three, two in the end, cause it was more of a three, two thrashing. but yeah. it makes him aware that there's a lot of to do, which we're more than aware about. Um, they were poor goals to concede. If anyone's coming and Slayton Ericsson for a cameo that, you know, it's, that's a bit of a witch hunt because he also brought on Susoko. Uh, Um, You know, I think it was was fatigue setting in as well. A 96-minute goal. It was also a decent finish from Antonio. He's probably one of the very few who always seems to play well against Tottenham. Um, Look, the way I see it, first win was paramount, crucial. First game, first win, fantastic. But he does have plenty of work to do. But also, it's worth remembering that he's more than aware. Speaking of the defence... Who's his first choice right-back? Who's first choice left-back? And who's his first choice defender? Because I think Alderweireld will be one and then maybe a battle between Sanchez and Fatongan for two. But who knows? He might love Juan Foyt. It is a real bit all all unknown at the moment. But as I say, everyone starts from zero for me and we'll see how they get on under him.
0: Yeah, interesting. And Sean, again, a load of questions in on that defence and how we conceded those two goals. This is from NT Beatles fan eight seven one who asked that question. How can we improve our defence? What does Josie need to do in order to fix it?
3: Uh, I, I think he's got to be ruthless, in short. Um, I, I think he has to. He has to identify in training uh, what system he's going to play, who's going to be in that system, uh, and if that means uh, Toby doesn't make the cut, Toby doesn't make the cut. If that means Aurier is replaced by Foyth, that's what's got to happen. Um, I think he needs to be ruthless. And we saw it with uh, Poch away at Red Star. Um, there were fans calling for Foyth to start, um, and for Cessignon to be involved, for Lo to be involved. Uh, and he did just that. And then uh, almost immediately backtracked to the next game. So I think uh, they've got to be ruthless. He's got to decide who's going to play for him, who has a long-term future at the club. Um me personally, I'd go for I think Juan Foy has to has to start. Um if that's a centre half or fullback, that's what that's for Jose to decide. Um Damson Sanchez, of course, is on a long contract. He needs to start. He you know, you don't invest 40 million, 42 million on a player uh, and him not, you know, featuring your defence. Um I think Brian Sessegnon has to be thrown in at the deep end. We saw against Red Star away. Uh he got his first assist and he's got something about him. Um and we, we signed him for a reason. And um I'm um, admittedly he's young but um he'll have a longer spurs career than Danny Rose will hopefully. So um I, I think he's got to be ruthless um and just work with what he's got. Um who knows, he he, he could bring in more more players in, in January. That we've already been linked with uh, with Pereira at Leicester. So uh we'll have to see, but for now he's gotta be ruthless and uh, and make some cuts. Yep. We had a VAR check
0: after Rice scored. He looked to be well on side and it was ruled out. And also a late consolation for the Hammers as Angelo Bonner guided it in with a late header which did leave us nervously hanging on for that minute or so. Jace back on the defence. because We've had a load of questions in. This is, a, again, a similar one here from Joe at Joe GTHFC, who says, how can we improve in terms of the lack of focus and intensity in that final 30 minutes? Is it just a mental thing or is it conditioning? And JP72 also wants to ask the question and the concern of why are we faded so badly. Do you put it down to just the case? It was just after an international break. The players are still highly emotional after the departure of Maurizio Pochettino.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of all things. I mean, it was an international break, but probably West Ham had a few players away. But I think, as he said, they were so hungry and so much desire to get, to get him off to that perfect start. And we put in so much work. Uh, and perhaps, you know, the, I mean, you know, it shows you, doesn't it? It came round further than he's done all season. So, you know, that shows you the intensity that we had for 65 minutes. And when we haven't been playing anywhere near that intensity all season, Perhaps the fatigue does kick into that that little bit. And I'm sure once they pulled one goal back, there was there's naturally a little bit of nerves in and things like that. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it yesterday. You know, if if this was fifteen games into to Jose's reign, I'd be far more worried than just on 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 match day one when, you know, he hasn't had much time to work with them, let's be fair about it. I mean, he's been doing media interviews and all sorts of things through the week. It was a early Saturday kickoff, you know, let's Let's just give him time. And I I don't think you'll see us anywhere near what Jose wants us to be for for quite some time anyway. I've I've said to you, didn't I? I've said February 22nd is Chelsea away. It's a game that he'll want to win. or It's a game that he certainly won't want his his pupil to beat him in. He'll have had, what, 9,500 days by then with the team to, to get his views across. He'll have had time to work out what his best team is. He'll have had time to address one or two things in a transfer window and then 3 or 4 weeks on top of that window to work with those new players and so i think that's that's for me is the first indicator of when i look at, at tottenham under jose and think that's the direction that's the lineup that's what he wants us to be because he won't squad rotate chelsea away that's for sure you know we know that that will be a game that he wants to go at and, and he wants to go to Stanford bridge and win i know we've got chelsea at home before that but he can't do any changes to that squad for that Chelsea game so I think the biggest indicator is not West Ham away on Saturday it's Chelsea away on February the 22nd and that could be the first real test for him to say that is what Jose's Marino's Tottenham will look like
0: Interestingly Mike we're already seeing signs though, of what Mourinho's Tottenham could be in the future but he stopped the full-backs from going forward they just sat Stayed and defended. We don't play out from the back anymore. Long goal kicks from Gazaniga throughout that game. Two holding midfielders just sitting there and winning everything. So he allows the front four to go and attack. Do you think we're going to see more of that or do you think it's a one off tactic for West Ham?
2: It's a good question. Wait and see. I mean, it's funny, I got sent to me before one of my lives on Wednesday a comparison between Poch and uh, Jose. Um, and it was pretty much possession shots on target, goals etc. They were quite similar actually. I was quite surprised given the amount of park the bus jokes we you get all the time. But um the thing is with me, um Aurier had they start with him. He had a good good game. But does he want a right back who could easily have two assists in a game but could then give away a penalty? I'm not so sure. Um he then has to whether how much he likes Ben Davis. We've got the Danny Rose situation as well. Obviously Danny Rose again has made a come out again and said I'm not signing a new contract blah, blah 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 how does he fit into a Mourinho side now you know he was very close at Pochettino so it's just a wait and see really but again he's got a better squad than what he had at Manchester United so the, the attack could pick itself when they're all on form you see the front three all scoring we shouldn't be losing any any, any terms of excitement at all you know even the likes of Giovanni La Celso where does he stand because he's someone who Poch really wants you know, does he sign for Tottenham on a permanent deal? Who knows now? You know, things like that. Mourinho might have completely different ideas. So it'd be an interesting few weeks. And, you know, it's interesting, obviously, yes, chelsea away will be a massive game for him on a personal level. Um, but, you know, I'm already looking forward to the United one in a couple of weeks. Oh, 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 oh well,
0: There's some big games going for Sky Sports, Mike, aren't there? Bridget, yeah,
1: I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, to Man United away, but it's still quite early, isn't it? He, he still yes. can only work with the players he's got in front yes. of him. You know, if, if he yes. wants a holding midfield player at Chelsea, for instance, on the 22nd, but he's stuck with only Dyer or Wanyama, there's, there's not much he can do. But by the time no. you go to Stamford Bridge, he'll be able to say, that's my holding midfielder, goodbye Eric Dyer, or, or, you yeah. know, that, that same thing in various positions. We go yeah, to Old yeah. Trafford, he might still only be stuck with Oria. But when we go for to sure. Stamford Bridge, he's got a chance yeah. to buy his right back.
2: I, I'm, yeah, 110%. As I say, there's there's no more international games, there's no end on Ballet with a groin injury going to France. These guys have, would have had a complete Christmas period. Personally, with Wanyama, I'd be shocked if he, he comes back into the fold. I think I think he, he should really have gone in the summer. Um, but yeah, he, by, by February, he would have had a more than good enough idea um, about who he wants in his team and what he'll change in the summer. I mean, although in a cheeky way, I think he's had more than one eye on Spurs over the last few months. and I, we, I think he would already know players who he does like. But there will be players over the next few weeks who should hopefully try and surprise me with some good performances.
0: Sean, before we look ahead to
2: Olympiacos,
0: what was interesting is a key part of Mourinho's game plan in that West Ham game was a link-up between Kane and Deli. They exchanged more passes against West Ham than they have in any Premier League game this season. Kane passed to seven times, more than twice as many as any other match during this campaign. And also, he's used to this attacking 3-2-4-1 Oria creating the attacking four behind Kane, Davis shifting to create a back three, staggered by a pivot to provide a clean progression, and then Ali and are targeting with direct passes in the half spaces, and Oriya providing the offensive width. Already, we're starting to see what Mourinho's Spurs can look like. How deep should we look into that at the moment? Or, again, I say the same thing to Mike, is it a one-off game? You have to give it time before you start to really look deep into what Mourinho's
3: Tottenham will look like down the line. I think um, I think Jose summed it up best himself. Really, um, he he said after the game, you know, our players have, have paid the price of a difficult week. They they came back from the international break, finding a new boss with new ideas and and lots of emotions after Poch going. And and to be fair, they're probably a bit scared of that mental barrier of the last 11 months away and not having won. So I, I think um, as the boys have sort of alluded to. I think Saturday we just had to win. We just had to get the three points on the boarders, whatever way we could. It's a very tricky game, and, and Jose even said that in his, uh, his interview with BTR after. Um, you know, no, make no bones about it. West Ham have got some good players. They've got, they've got a good squad. Um, you know, they're going through a tricky period at the moment under Pellegrini. But I think that boils down to the manager. Um, I think uh, we saw that. You know, Rice has, has a very bright future ahead of him. I've not been a, a big fan of his, but. Saturday, really impressed. Uh, They've got some good players, West Ham. So, um, yeah, it was a great win, you know, under those circumstances. As I say, Sanchez was flying around the world, Sonny around the world. uh, You know, almost all of the the players that featured were involved in in their international team. So uh, we just had to get three points on the board. And, you know, we're encouraging hour and probably a sign of what's to come. I think um, if we've been a bit more ruthless, it could have been four or five, um, you know, in the hour. Um, and we started to play a bit of the football that we saw in games Everton away last year, the 6-2 at Gooderton. Um I you know, had a bit of a feeling about that, just the way we're moving the ball and, and the tempo we we're playing at. Um, so if you can keep that up, then fantastic. Um, and hopefully um, we, we can win again in the week and then win again uh, against Bournemouth next Saturday.
1: He had it Saturday. And, and I think what you get with a new manager bounce is that very first match they go in there, they look at players and, and invariably they're going in because players are failing and results are bad and confidence is low. You're good players. What's, what are you good at? Go and do what you're good at. And you don't, you, you know, you're not going to try and throw any of them under the bus on match day one and, and say to say to a Orya, look, you're absolutely bloody useless. I don't want you anywhere near my squad on match day one and risk losing the dressing room. I think that first game, particularly against a West Ham side that aren't great, you can say to them, go out, express yourselves, enjoy it. Do what you're good at. I, th- I think that's why you do get a, a manager bounce, because most managers go in and would say exactly the same.
0: Jace, to stick with you then. Let's look ahead to Olympiacos on Tuesday, because Tottenham Hotspur can secure their place in the Champions League knockout stages with a win. Jose Mourinho's tenure began with a long overdue away win, as we know, to West Ham. And the new manager can tick another box on his to-do list with a win in midweek. Do you back him to do so, Jace?
1: Absolutely. I think we'll beat Olympiacos. And I think we will get that 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 vital clean sheet. Although I suppose we have one with with Red Star, but yeah, I think we'll we'll get the win against Olympiakos um, and set us up for for Bournemouth next week as well.
0: A draw is also expected to be enough with Bayern likely to extend their perfect record away at Red Star. But there will be some eyes being raised. Mike, at the potential starting eleven ahead of that game. Does Christian Eriksen come back into that team? Does Danny Rose come back into that team? Does Deli Alli keep his place after a brilliant performance? And also question marks at the moment still remain over Tungy and Mbele's fitness. Ben Davis, we understand, could be a doubt also after going off with a muscular injury. What kind
2: of team do you expect, Mike, to see against Olympiacos? Changes in mind. I think Rose will come in. Um, apart from that, I'm not sure. I mean, the Foet's obviously playing for Argentina. I've got a feeling that Mourinho might look like him. Um, you might have him back in as well. Saying that, how many changes does does he want to make after the team's won? Um, do you know what, Rick? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know. We just don't know, do we? We could we could get the team at 6.30 on Tuesday and say, wow, I did not expect that to happen. He might put Ericsson in. Um, but Let's just hope there's been no sort of... You get this a lot with Tottenham that you get the team news and then on the day there's someone else who's pulled out or something. He's got options though now. The bench is getting a lot stronger. It was interesting that Cessignon. Traveled, but he preferred Carl Walker's Peters on the bench, which I was a bit surprised about. Um, now he's fit, but yeah, there are options now, so yeah, it's exciting to see. I'm excited for Tuesday. I'm looking forward to a good atmosphere and to qualify for the last sixteen. Two games after losing seven-two at home, will be very, very, very good indeed.
0: Yeah, Sean. Marino's already voiced his concerns about Christian Harrison's commitment to the calls and a short came at West Ham would have probably done him little to convince him otherwise. So, Giovanni and so say you would think hopefully will be coming in. Jan Vertonghen's thigh injury is still expected to keep him out, but should return for Bournemouth. What kind of team do you think we're going to see against Olympiacos?
3: I think it'd be, it'd be pretty similar to Saturday, in all, all fairness. I think, um, you know, we, we've got a few injury issues, as, as the guys have said, and uh, I think he'll have to stick with the, the team that went out Saturday, really. As as, as, as uh, Mike said, Rose might come in. that um, came back very late from England under twenty one duties. So as we say, he trained with the team in preparation for West Ham, but wasn't quite ready to uh, to be involved in the squad, which is why why that happened. Um, so maybe he comes back in, Um maybe Lo Celso comes in for Winks. I think Winks could be the casualty in midfield, um, given how well Eric played next to him. Um, it'd be interesting to see at the um, the lineup that we had last time at Olympiakos. Um, was uh was pretty similar to Saturday. Admittedly Larice and Vetongan were involved, um as was in Dombele, but Ali Mora and Kane were up top. So um it, it it could be an interesting one. I'm excited to be there, excited to to get behind him. It won't be an easy game. We we saw that um the draw out in Greece that uh, that they're a good side. Um they're, they're top of their league at the moment. They drew at the wind admittedly, but they're flying high at the top of the Greek league. Um and, and they'll be re ready to go because they know they need to get something. They're bottom of the group and um got two games left and they, then you really do need to get something from or win both of these games if they uh if they have any chance of going through so um it won't be an easy game hopefully the the energy that we saw on saturday will, will remain that uh, we can go and get the three points
0: oh man let's stick with you sean for a prediction what are you going to give us be three one spurs we'll get the goods and, and get all three points three one spurs from sean jace what are you going to give us two nil spurs two nil spurs bridgie what are you going for I'm going for a 2-0 Spurs win. A 2-0 Spurs win. And just to finish the show, Jason's asked me to include this on the agenda before we look to wrap things up. Mike, we actually got the question in here from Mr Mourinho. Interesting. Do you all agree Spurs will reach the top four? And also, what is your expectations for the season? Easy
2: one to end on, Mike. Go for it. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Leicester will finish in the top. I think Leicester will finish in the top four. I think they're a brilliant side under Rodgers. They're so organised. Got such a different mindset under this manager. I'm a huge Rodgers fan. I think they'll finish in the top four. I think Spurs will move up in the league because it's so wide open. Being between Chelsea and Spurs, I think Lampard's had a very decent start. Credit where credit's due. So I have to hold my hand up. I couldn't see Chelsea finishing anywhere near the top four, but he's had a decent start. But will they start dropping points as they get more games over Christmas? And Spurs start winning more games. It makes it all a bit tighter. Obviously, it's a wait and see of Arsenal and Unai Emery. I think if they keep Unai Emery, they they won't really.
0: We'll be all right, won't we, Mike? They the keep we'll him. Right. We'll be all right. We'll
2: be all right. They keep him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I think it could be between Spurs and Chelsea. Spurs do go on a run, but okay. yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's a ma- massive wait and see.
0: Okay, interesting. Mike leaving us here on a cliffhanger. Jace. Give us your thoughts and expectations for the season. And also, will Tottenham finish in that top
1: four? I think the top four one's the hardest one to to say because you're going to need to get to 71 points, 72 points, something like that. So we're going to have to win 18 of our next 25 Premier League games. That's the first thing. And then, even if we do that, you've still got to rely on two other clubs collapsing. So, you know, we could well win those 18 games to get to 71 points and it not be enough. But if he got to 70 points and won 18 games, you still have to say he's had a, an excellent impact on the league season. And if that means we've ended up fifth, so be it. So I'm not so, so you know, demanding of a, a top four place. And I'd look at it and say, get to 70 points and you've had a good season from there. And hopefully that's enough for us. And then, of course, the, the second part of that is, will this desire for a trophy overrun the desire for a top four place? Because if we go... Liverpool on a Saturday, and we've got, a, or rather, on a Tuesday night or something, we're cup tie on the Saturday, and we all demand he wins a trophy. Does that demand from us take over what, what might be a tough league game on the on the midweek? So it will be interesting to see fans' dynamic on that because he's come in to win trophies, not get the top four because we only had top four with no trophy. That's the demand, and the other thing is, what's Daniel's target? been given to him for the season as Daniel said to him actually I don't care if we win the FA Cup this year but we must get in the top four so difficult to know what his target is for me it's get to 70 points if we get there great if we get top four with it fantastic but go out to win this this all-elusive trophy which is why he's come in interesting and Sean just to finish up the show what
0: do you think will be his expectation for the season what do you think Spurs will deliver in the end
3: um, as Mike said, Leicester are certainly one of the teams to beat at the moment. There, there's no sign of stopping from them. Um, Chelsea, likewise, I know they obviously lost at the Etihad of the weekend, but I think they're a fantastic side and, and they've surprised me, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't see them um, having the season they they have. Um, uh, as, as the lads have said, for, for them to drop enough points and for us, us to gain enough points to get top four is quite an ask. Um, I think what Levy will want to see is is at least a, a will to to fight for that and to be in and around there. Um, some form of Europe for the club as a business is obviously better with uh, the you know better than no Europe at all. Um, so if that means that we we finish fifth and we run Chelsea or City or Leicester close, um, you know, in the eyes of Levy, that's quite good considering Jose's came in um, with, with us in fourteenth. I, I like our chances in the Champions League. If truth be told, I think he—I um, I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up getting to a final under him. I, I know it's a—it's it's a way off and it's um, a long way in the future. But if we get a nice draw, for example, uh, I think um, Leipzig are top of their group at the moment. If we were to draw them, um, we're suddenly in the quarterfinals. But the people got it spot on on, on Sunday supplement today. Um, he, he said that you know for sure Mourinho would have won a trophy over the past few years with this Spurs team. Um, to, to put it quite bluntly, and I think I have to agree, he would have won that League Cup in 2015, which um, you know, funny enough, he was in the the other dugout that day. Uh, he would have won the FA Cup in those two seasons we flopped in the semis against Chelsea United. I feel, and obviously, he was in the dugout for United in one of those. So, I think um, our, our chances in the FA Cup certainly look a lot better under him. Um, and I really, really would not be surprised if we have a, a similar run in the Champions League under him. Um, I, it's difficult to know would, would you rather top four or one of those two trophies I think uh, I think top four's done so I think I know what I want from the season
0: Interesting well Sean thank you ever so much for making your debut it's been a pleasure we hope to have you back on again at some point Sean
3: Thank you very much mate been a pleasure
0: Oh you're a start. Bridgie David coming back on as always big cut of months for you in store Mike that January transfer window it's going to be fun isn't it?
2: It felt like deadline day being outside Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Wednesday at 6am <laughs> but it was it was all fun Um And, you know, as I say, I absolutely love uh, dealing with Maurizio, one of the nicest blokes in football. And mark my words, he will be absolutely fine. Provided he doesn't go the road, um, you know, I I wish him every success in the future, him and Hezis and the rest of the coaching staff.
0: Makes me laugh, though, Mike. Them begging for him now after years of calling him a bottler and now they're about to sell their soul. It does make you laugh, but I agree with you. Hopefully, Maurizio won't go up the road. (laughs) Uh, Jay, thank you, as always.
1: You know I haven't been clawed tonight, haven't I? I've been good to the to the man tonight, haven't I? I? Haven't given him too much of a too much stick.
0: You've been very fair, Jace. You're going to give him a fair try, aren't you? You're going to try to anyway.
1: I don't actually demand anything this season, even. You know he's got a free pass for the season from me.
0: Well, we have got a huge game to come in the Champions League on Tuesday against Olympiacos. Thank you as always for your support. And come on, you Spurs!
3: Podcast Network.